0: At that moment she was, and to this day remains, my other half. I had always found my journal to be a relief for me. I wrote on it for years. Taking pen to paper was a safe way for me to begin the healing process. As I reviewed particular times in my life, though, I found there was a message in the feelings of a once timid and shy little boy who grew into the person I am today. Nine years after we were married, My wife and I decided to publish these memoirs and hope that its experiences and lessons will help readers understand. There are lessons in life that we all have to experience for ourselves. There are other lessons that we can learn from others, lessons that spare us the pain and cost of experience. The lessons I learn and my experiences in this book are very private, and yet I hope they have the power to open hearts and help heal wounds for others. Child abuse affects all of us. We may not see the direct effects or the scars, but we all live with the effects. Child abuse victims are people we work with, live next to, are friends with, and perhaps even live with. They are people who carry the memories of abuse like a stone around their neck. There are millions of kids in the United States who carry this burden in their hearts and feel that they can't share it with anyone. Even the littlest among us may find it necessary to bury something so painful and so heartbreaking. True peace of mind and heart is something that is earned, something that is worked on and then achieved. It doesn't happen overnight, and it requires the support of those around us who love and want to understand. May all my readers find the true peace of mind and heart that I have found and tell in my story.
1: Daily City, California, 1970 As a five-year-old, I was tender in age, and yet I was cruel and mean. I was happy to watch my brother as he was beaten or forced to perform some disgusting punishment. It was exciting to watch. It is horrifying to remember. I wanted to believe that we were a middle-class family in a middle-class San Francisco Bay Area suburb. The house was modest, as were all the houses on Crestline Avenue. Our house was bright pink. The outside trim was pink, Even the concrete steps were pink. There were two dozen kids on the street, and most of them were within a few years of me in age. The boys all had bicycles, and who knows what the girls had? Who cared? They were girls. The boys would often ride bikes around the street in packs, mostly to show off the new seats or handlebars they just got. I recall particular early memories about Mom, but very few about Dad. I remember Dad occasionally being in the house, but always in the background. I don't know if he had already moved out or if he was just never there anymore. Mom made a show of nurturing tradition and family. She worked very hard at making elaborate dinners and setting the table with Hawaiian tablecloths or Chinese dishes, stemware and tableware, depending on what she created for dinner. I used to love sitting at the table with my own Chinese teapot and decorative dishes that only I used. Each of us had a set, and each one was a different pattern and color from the rest. Those table settings always made each of us feel special. From Hawaiian to Chinese to German themes and cuisine, Mom made dinner a special event. Drive-in movies were also special events. One of the first movies I recall seeing was Disney's Bambi at the drive-in and I was happy with the togetherness we shared as brothers. But camping was even more fun. We camped as a family. Mom, Ross, Scott, Keith, and me. Dad never camped with us, and I recalled David on a camping trip only once. Nonetheless, their absence didn't change the fact that the family was camping. The five of us were the family. Mom had a habit of spontaneously announcing that we were going. Within two hours of the announcement, Mom and the boys had the car loaded and were off to one of the local campgrounds. Ross, Scott, Keith, and I would be sitting in the car waiting for Mom in high anticipation. It was always fun to be spontaneous. So many of my camping memories are vibrant and so real that they seem as if they occurred only yesterday. But sometimes, when I think back to those times, I can't recall the color of our sleeping bags or the color of the tent." Some weekends, Mom would take us on day trips to the beach. This was one of the few places we went as a family in public and were allowed to exercise the normal relationships shared among most brothers. Tossing a football from brother to brother was always part of the beach experience for us, and deliberately skipping one brother's turn just to start a fight was inevitable. Ross was about eleven, Scott was about eight, and Keith was a newborn. When I think back to when all of us were living together... It's not clear if there were five boys or four. It was normal for Ross, Scott, and me to be involved in some sport or game or brotherly challenge. David was rarely there. He was never allowed to play or